Shalom to all. Today's office is getting Daf Yotes, and we are starting with a brand new Mishnah, a few lines into the Daf. And today's office is sponsored Leilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Zara, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Hernish, Shama, Shadavan, Aliyah, and Leilu Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel, Mordechai, Ben Rabchaim, his Nishama, Shadavan, Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Bechal Kaisvin, we're allowed to write again with any sort of ink. Bidyai, which we're going to learn is black ink. Besam, with paint of sorts. Besikro, with red ink. Uvakumus, with gum. Uvakankantum, with copper sulfate. Ubechal Davashushal Kayama, and with anything that's going to last. However, in Kaisvin, we're not allowed to write. Not with any sort of liquid, and not with fruit juice, and not with anything that's not going to last. And al hakol we could write a get on anything. For example, al al on the leaf of an olive tree, even after it's attached to the tree, it's not going to wither, so it's okay to write it on that. Al karen shalpara, and on the horn of a cow, and he would just give her the entire cow. Al yad shal eved, or on the hand of an eved, and he would give her the whole eved. However, Rabbi Yisaglili says, in Kaisvin, we're not allowed to write a get on something that's alive, meaning on an animal or on an eved, and not on food. Now the Gemara just clarifies what these types of inks are. Diyai, diyuta, that's black ink. Sam, what's that? Sama, it's some sort of yellowish ink. Sikra, what's that? Amrabarachana, Sakarta Shma, it's called Sakarta. Kumus, what's that? Kuma, Kankantum, Amrabarachana, Amr Shmuel, Khatidu Shafi, this is the black dye that shoemakers use to dye the leather black. Now the Mishnah told us, he could also write with anything that's going to last. Lasuye Mai, what's that coming to include? Obviously, we're coming to include something else that's not mentioned in the Mishnah. Lasuye Hadetan Rabchanina, to include that which Rabchanina taught in the Brisa, Kasuv Meitarya, if a get was written with Meitarya, which is either dirty rainwater or some sort of water that had a fruit soaked in it, so it had some sort of color, va'afza, or gallnut water, kasher, it's kasher. So this afza, or afatim, as they're sometimes called, are gallnuts, which is some sort of nut-like thing that grows on oak trees, and they were used to produce ink. So if he wrote this sort of ink, it would be kasher. And Tanar Rebchia, we have a rest of that says, kasuv ba'avar, if he wrote with lead, which means he took lead, crushed it up, and mixed it with water, bishachar, with charcoal, or with shichar, which is another way of saying chachitoshchafi, which is this shoemaker's blackening dye, kasher, it's also kosher. Now we're going to have halachas regarding Shabbos. Itmar who stated, Someone who took diyoy, took black ink, and he colored it over on top of red ink on Shabbos. Now the minimum shir ksiva that a person could be chayev for on Shabbos is two letters, which means that there was two letters written in red ink, and he took black ink and colored over those letters. Rabbi Yechon Rishlakish, Tamar Chavayu, both Rabbi Yechon Rishlakish say, chayev shtayim, he's chayev two things, achas mishum kaisev, achas mishum meichek, one for writing and one for erasing. The reason why he's chayev for writing is because black on top of red is an improvement and it's considered like he's actually writing something. And the reason why it's chai for erasing is because on Shabbos, the way a person could be chai for erasing is if it's meichek al menas lechtoiv. He erases in order to write something else. And over here, as he's coloring over this red ink with black ink, he's erasing the red ink in order to get the black ink to be seen. So that's also meichek. However, let's say he colored black ink on top of black ink or red on top of red, putter, he would be putter because there's no erasing and there's no improvement. Whereas now we're going to have machlekes. Sikra Let's say he took red ink and colored it on top of black ink. Some say he's chayv, some say he's potter. The one that says that he's chayv explains because he's erasing. Even though it's not considered like writing because he's not improving anything over here. However, he is erasing the black ink in order to be able to get the red ink to be seen so he'd be chayv for meichek. Whereas Amr Lepater, the one that says he's potter, that's because he's ruining it. We know that on Shabbos a person is only going to be chayv if he does something constructive. But if he does something that's a kilkel, that's just ruining something, so he's not going to be chayv for that. And here we have letters 
was written in black ink. That's the best possible. Now he's taking red ink and putting it on top of the black ink, so that's ruining the black ink, so he's not going to be chayv. Let's say we have Edim that don't know how to sign. We've had this case before in the Gemara. The only two Edim we have over here that are able to sign happen to be illiterate, and they're not able to sign. Are we allowed to write their names in red ink, and they'll sign, meaning they'll just color over this red ink with black ink? And what's the question? Is this upper ksav, this black ink, which is coloring over the red ink, is that considered a writing or not? So Amalei Rebbechon told him, it's not considered a ksav, meaning it's not considered like they're signing it. Now, Amalei Rebbechon, didn't you just teach us previously in the Gemara, ksav elyon, ksav l'inyan Shabbos, that the upper writing is considered writing, gabe Shabbos, when we have red ink, and then he takes black ink and colors over on Shabbos, he's chai for that. So why are you saying it's not considered writing over here? So Rebbechon told him, just because we're medame, meaning just because I suspect that this is the halacha, does that mean that a maisa has actually been done? The reason I said a person is going to be chayv on Shabbos is not because that's 100% halacha. I suspect that he might be chayv, so I'm being machmir and saying that he's chayv. But not that it's actually considered ksiva. After the base mekdash was here, I wouldn't be mechayv a carbon for this, so it's not really considered writing. And therefore, when it comes to Edim signing their signatures like this, with black ink on top of red, it's not considered a ksav. And now talking about Edim that don't know how to sign, Itmar was stated, Edim she'en yodim lachtoim, Edim that don't know how to sign, they're illiterate. Rav Amarav says, Rav says that we take a smooth piece of paper and we etch their names into it or we cut out some sort of stencil of their names and then they just fill in this etch or this stencil with ink and that's their signature. Shmuel says that we don't have to do this whole etching or stenciling thing but Avar, all we do is use lead meaning we write their names in lead and then they color on top of it. Ask You really think that we're able to use lead? said that we previously had today If the get was written with lead, charcoal, or shoemaker's polish Kasher, it's kosher. So we see that writing with lead is considered real writing. So how is it that we're able to write their names with avar, with lead, and then when they fill that avar in with ink, that's considered like they're signing their names. When we write their names in with lead, that's considered like a real signature. So they can't just color on top of it. So my answer is like kosher, no problem. Haba avra, haba maya avra. Over here, we're talking about writing with lead, and lead itself is not something that's considered a valid ink. However, in that brass that we quoted before, that's talking about writing with water that had lead soaked into it, or crushed up lead that was mixed into it, and that's considered a proper ink. Over here, when we're helping out illiterate Adim, all we have to do is take a piece of lead, maybe it's something like a pencil, perhaps we even have to use a number two pencil, sharpened to a nice point, and that's not really considered writing, and then these illiterate Adim can take black ink and fill it in on top. Now, Raval Amra Raval has a different answer, but Maymilin, this is referring to writing with Maymilin, which is these ground gall nuts mixed in with water. Ask the Gemara, how could we use that? Vatanya that we also quoted before in the Gemara, Kasvu Meitarya Vafza Kasher, that if we wrote with Meitarya or Afza, it's Kasher, and Afza, as we said, was this gall nut ink, and that's considered a regular ksav that it gets allowed to be written with, so we can't use this as the base for the Adim to sign on top of. So my answer is like, Kasha, no problem. Hada afetz, hada One's talking about is where the parchment was treated with this gallnut water. One is talking about where it wasn't treated. She'en meimilin al-gabe meimilin. Because gallnut water on top of gallnut water isn't considered like writing. Meaning, when we're using meimilin to write a get, and that's considered a kosher get, that's referring to a piece of parchment that wasn't treated with gallnut water. So now we can use this gallnut water slash ink to write the get. However, when we have a piece of paper that was treated with gallnut water, which is part of the way that they would process it. So if we write on top of it with Maymilin, that's not really considered writing, and that's good enough for these illiterate Adim to sign their names on top of. Our Papa Amar, he gives a different suggestion. Baraik, it's talking about spit. We write their names in spit, and then they take a real pen and they color on top of it. And Vichin earlier Rav Papa, Le Papa Taira, this Rav Papa Paskin, for Papa the Taira, Taira means that he was a cattle dealer, Baraik, that he should do so with spit. And the Gemara clarifies, this is only allowed with Getin, meaning when we have illiterate Adim, we're only allowed to do this thing for them when we're talking about signing a get. Avalbishtar is loy. 
but not with any other star. Because there was someone that did this with other stars, but not Rav Kahana, and Rav Kahana gave him Malkus. And the reason why this is a Kula only by Gitin, we're going to see on Ahmed Bey's, is that she won't remain in Aguna. Her husband might be going overseas, or maybe he's going to die and she's not going to have a get, and she's going to have to undergo Yibum. And therefore, we're Makel only by get. And Yotos Ahmed Bey's on top of the Gemara continues, Tani Kabasa Jarav, we have a Brasa just like Rav, Edim Shein Yadim Lachtoim, Edim that don't know how to sign, Makarlohem Niar Chalak, we tear this piece of paper for them or etch their names into it, Uman Masakrayim Diyai, and they fill that in with ink. Now, Omar of Shimigam Lil, Shimigam Lil says, that said, Begite Nashem only with the get of Isha. If they know how to read and sign, so then they can sign. If they don't know how to, no signing. The Gemara just asks, Who mentioned anything about reading it? We weren't talking about reading, we were talking about signing. So the Gemara says, Really, the Bryce is missing something, and this is what should be taught. They don't know how to read what they're signing. So we read in front of them, the and then they sign. If they don't know how to sign, so then we could do what Rav said, then we just etch their names into it or make a stencil for them and they could fill that in. Now, Rav Shimon Gamal, Rav Shimon Gamal said, when was it said, only by get Isha. But when we're talking about freeing a slave or all other stars, if they know how to read and sign, they can sign. If not, then no signing. Now, Rav Blaz, Rav Blaz says, my time Rav Shimon Gamal, what's Rav Shimon Gamal's reasoning? And we had just said this on Amar Aleph, so that B'nai Yisrael will not be Agunais. We don't want them to remain stuck without being able to marry somebody else. So therefore, we're going to allow this only for get Isha. Now, Amar Rava, Rava says, However, Rav Gamdim, which made the Rava Amar, Rav Gamdim, the name of Rava says, Ain halacha, that halacha is not like him. Ask the Gemara of El Kaman, so who's the halacha like? Kerabonon, like the Rabbanon? How could we say the halacha is like the Rabbanon? We had just said that there was someone that did this by other stars, meaning they helped these illiterate Adim sign, and Rav Kahana gave him Malkus for doing this. So we can't say that halacha is like the Rabbanon. So if the halacha is not like Rav Shemin Gamliel, and it can't be like the Rabbanon, so who is the halacha like? The Gemara clarifies, Akriya. We have to explain that when he said the halacha is not like Rav Gamliel, it goes on the part that we talk about reading it for them. There, the halacha is not like Rav Gamliel. Now the Gemara continues talking about reading a star before signing it. Rav Yehuda, Mitzdar, he would paint himself and he would read it and then he would sign it. Meaning when he had to sign a star, even though he was very old and it was difficult for him to read, he would strain himself and cause himself hardship and read it and then sign it. However, Amalai Ula, Ula told him, you don't have to do that. Rebbe Lazar, the master of Eretz Yisrael, he was the master in certain halachas, that's why we're calling him that. They read it in front of him, and then he would sign it. So you could have somebody else read it for you. In another scenario, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman had the Safri Dina read in front of him, and he would sign it. The Safri Dina, as we've said previously in the Gemara, are the Seifrim, they're a part of Bezdin, and they're usually the ones that write the Gitan. So we see that we could have somebody else read the Shtar, and then we can sign it. Now the Gemara just clarifies, Rav Nachman, this is Dafka, only Rav Nachman, and the Safri Dayane of the Bezdin. The Isluhu Emasa, because they have fear of him, they respect him. Why does they have fear of him? Because Rav Nachman was a Dayan appointed by the Rish Galusa himself, and was the son-in-law of the Nasi, and so they are afraid of him, and wouldn't lie, and therefore he could trust what they were reading to him. Al Rav Nachman v'Safri Achrini, Safri Dayani v'Inish Achrina, Lai. But if we're talking about Rav Nachman having other Seifrim read to him, or the Safri Dayane, and them reading to other people, not Rav Nachman, we can't trust them. Now the Gemara talks about a shtar that's written in a foreign language, Rav Papa, Ki Hava Asa Kamei Shtar Parsa, when a Persian shtar came in front of Rav Papa, meaning it was written in Persian, that was done in Gai Shabazdin, Kusim, he would have two Gayim who understood Persian read the shtar, one not in front of the other, meaning he would call two Gayim to read the shtar for him at two separate times, he did this just casually, meaning he wanted to make sure that they didn't realize they were reading some sort of legal document for him and that he was relying on their opinion legally, he just wanted them to read the shtar just because, you know, let's just read the shtar and tell me what it says in it, and if they both ended up reading the same exact thing, so then he would rely on it. And he would use it even 
even to collect from Mishubadim, meaning it was 100% valid star. And Amar Vashi, Rashi says, Amrli Rav Huna Bar Nasan, Hachi Amr Amemer, this is Rav Amemer said, Hai Shtar Parsa, this star written in Persian, the Chasim Elay Sadi Yisrael, that it had Jewish Adim signed on it, Magbino Beim Mishabdi, we can collect from Mishubadim with this, it's 100% valid star. Ask Amar Vaholayadi Lemikri, these Adim don't know how to read it, it's written in Persian. A standard Yid didn't know how to read Persian, so Gmar answers, Bidiyadi, we're talking about where they know how to read Persian. Ask Gmar we have to have a star that's not able to be forged, and this is not one of those. Yedin would usually treat their stars with something that made it impossible to forge. However, the Gaim didn't do so, so this star is able to forge, so it shouldn't be kosher. The Gemara answers no, but that on. They treated it with his gallnut juice, so we're not able to forge it. We have to have it that the last line written on the star is somewhat of a summary of the entire star, and that's not usually found by non Jewish stars. So the Gemara answers no, but the Mahadar, that star did have that summary written on that last line. Asking Mars, so of Elamai Kamashmon, what are you trying to teach me over here? This is a 100% valid star. And do you want to suggest a Cholash and Kasher that the Chiddush over here is that a star is allowed to be written in any language? That's not a Chiddush because Tanina, we already learned that. Getcha Kosvu Ivris, Ve'edav Ivanis, Ivanis, Ve'edav Ivris, a get that was written in Lashon HaKadesh and the Edim signed in it were in Greek or vice versa. Kasher, it's Kasher. So what's his previous memory telling us? The Gemara answer is Imahi, if we only had this memory, Havamina, I would think, Hanimili Begitin. That's only by a get. Avabashar stars lie, but other stars are not allowed to be written in a foreign language. Kamash Mulan, the member that we had before, is telling us that even other stars are allowed to be written in a foreign language. Now, another halacha regarding get. Amr Shmuel Shmuel says, Nasan lo niyar chalak. Let's say the husband gave his wife a blank piece of paper. Amr Lani told her, Hareza gitech, this is your get. Migureshes, she's divorced. Chayshinon, shem mei milin kasfu. We have to be chayshish. The maybe it was written with mei milin, this gallnut juice, and got absorbed into the paper. Kind of like that disappearing ink that kids will splash on your white shirt and you get upset. Oh my gosh, we got my shirt all blue. And it turns out that it's a disappearing ink. So maybe that's what the get was written with, and therefore would be a valid get. Asking where Mesfe, we have a stira, we have a memra, Hareza Gitech, he tells her, This is your get, then she took it and she threw it into the sea, or into the fire, or into anything that's going to make it get ruined, and then the husband goes and says, Shtar Pasim Hu, Shtar Amanu Hu, it's a Shtar Pasim, it's a Shtar Amana, Migarashes, she's still divorced, and he's not believed to answer her. Now let's just pause for a second to understand what a Shtar Pasim and a Shtar Amana is. So Shtar Pasim is from the Lashon of Pias, to appease, or perhaps a better definition would be the Yiddish term, Fargin. Reuven and Shimon are dear friends, and Reuven requests from Shimon to write him a star that he owes him a million bucks. Obviously, it's not true. He just wants to be able to look wealthy. And a star is something very similar in that there's a great deal of trust going on. Shimon writes a real star halva that he owes Reuven money and gives it to Reuven before any loan took place, trusting him that he's not going to use it unless the loan actually happens. So the husband tried to apostle the star that he gave his wife after she ruined it by saying, oh, it's just a star pasim or it's just a star amana. So he's not believed to say that. Now, what do we learn from here? Time to take The only reason why the husband's not believed and we say that this is a valid get, even though we don't have it in front of us, is because there was writing on it. But if there was no writing on it, so then this wouldn't be the case. In other words, a piece of paper that's right in front of us that doesn't have any writing on it can't be considered a get. The Gemara says, no, Kikamar Shmuel, what was Shmuel talking about? It has to be checked with Mayadinara, which is some sort of dye or some sort of potion, which we put on this piece of paper that's going to bring out any ink that was absorbed into it. Epalit, palit. If it comes out, so it comes out. And obviously there's writing here. Vilai palit, lav klumhu. And if nothing comes out, then obviously this piece of paper is nothing and it's not a get. Ask the Gemara, vichi palit, mayhava. Even if ink does come to the fore. So we see that this was a get. Hashtu the palit. That only came out now. But when he gave her that piece of paper, it was blank. It didn't have anything on it. So how can we say that it's a valid get? So Gemara says, Shmuel nami, chashinun ka'amar. Shmuel also, he himself said, chashinun, that we're chashesh, that maybe it's a valid get. And it's not considered like she's 100% divorced, like a regular woman who got a regular get, it's just a chashash, and therefore we have to be machmer with her. For example, let's say now her husband dies, so we have to be chashish that she's considered a divorcee, and she would not be allowed to marry
marry a Kayin. And furthermore, we would say that she would have to get Chalitza from one of her brothers-in-law, and she wouldn't be allowed to do Yibam. Again, because she's just Suffolk, Megureshes. And another member, Amr Avina Ravina said, Amrli Amemar Amemar told me, Hachi Amr Meremar Mishmeh Ravdimi. This is what Meremar told me in name of Ravdimi. Hani Beitre, the Yav Gita Kamayu. These two people that a get was given over in front of them, Tzrichle Makariye, they have to read the get. Ask the Gemara Meisve. We have a member that we just quoted before, Hareza Gitech. He tells her, Here's your get. Utlaser Zerkasal Yam, and then she took it and threw it into the sea, or or into the fire, or into anything that's going to destroy it. Vachazva Amar, and then he went and said, Shtar Pasim Hu, Shtar Mana Hu. It was really Shtar Pasim or Shtar Mana. Megureshes, she's still Megureshes. Vloi Kalim Menul Aisra, and he's not believed to answer her. Now, Viyamar Tzrichle Makariye. If you want to say that the Edim have to read it, so Basa Dekariu Ami Mati Amar Lahachi. After it was read, is he able to tell her this? Meaning, what's the Chiddush in saying that he's not believed? How could he even open his mouth to say that this is a Shtar Mana or Shtar Pasim? They read this document and they saw that it was a get. So it must be that they don't have to read it. So Gemara says it's not necessarily true. Loi Tzricha the Basa Dekariu Aile Lebe Yade. After they read it, he took it back and he put it into Bey Yade, which either means into his sleeve or into his underarm. And then he took it out again and gave it to her. You might think that he switched it and he did a little magic trick. He put the get into his sleeve and then he took out a different piece of paper and gave it to her. We don't have to be chashish for that. And another member who got there was a fellow he threw a get to his wife, and it fell among a bunch of jugs. And when she bent down to get the document, she found a mezuzah. She didn't find the get there. Says, to have a mezuzah lying around a bunch of jugs, that's not common, and therefore we say that her husband actually threw her a mezuzah and didn't throw her a get. And we don't suspect that he threw her a get and somehow the get disappeared and the woman just found the mezuzah that was there before. We're not chayshish for that. Now, that's only if she found one mezuzah. But if she found two or three mezuzahs there, so then we assume that if there are two or three mezuzahs there, it must be that they were there from before and that her husband had actually thrown her a get. And what happened to that get that her husband threw her? We say that mice ran away with it and that she would be Suffolk divorced. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with another unique type of get case. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.